Today, we're going to talk about one word, homosexual, and how it was never in the Bible. Nope, never. A handful of verses in the Bible have been falsely taught and used to propagate modern homophobia and transphobia, but the words homosexual or gay or lesbian or bisexual or transgender were never actually in the Bible. Well, that all changed in 1946 when an American Bible company mistranslated two ancient Greek words, and this mistake became foundational for the anti-LGBTQ culture that still exists today. Would it be okay if I were to tell you that I am afraid someday so I call you up and you call me down? Would it be okay? Well, hello, beloved, and welcome. My name is Robert Cottrell, and I'm here every time with... Susan Cottrell. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? You're doing good. I'm doing fine. Yeah. How are you all out there? Oh, okay. Lot, <laughs> lots of answers. Lots of answers. <laughs> lots of answers. Again, thanks for being here with us. Don't forget to subscribe, follow on whatever platform you listen to us. And please do share, support us if you can. And it's important to rate us. If you give us five stars, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, um, that really makes a big difference in the in the world of algorithms and how we show up and all that stuff. So please do that if you feel so led. And again, please connect with us. Uh, we have resources for you, for those you love, uh, and for people whose minds and hearts you want to change. We have all those resources at freedhearts.org. Well, back a few episodes, it was actually episode 72 we did um, a show that's become actually one of our most popular and most downloaded and listened to. How And it was about how there is no condemnation for LGBTQ people or for same-sex relationships in Scripture. How it's actually simple. The six or seven verses are about other things, power and abuse and all that kind of stuff. And non-consent. All that stuff have nothing to do with you or your child or your family member or those you support. Uh, it is pretty simple. Um, it doesn't feel simple when you've been taught otherwise, but when you looking back on, you thought, wow, that was pretty simple. So we did that episode. It was really popular. Uh, that was episode 72, if you want to go back and listen to that. But today we're going to do something, yeah. something very focused. Yeah, we're going to talk today about just one part of that that we talked about then, and because it's so important. It's foundational. It's foundational, and that's the lies and the false teaching that are so common every Sunday for decades, that condemn homosexuality. We just can't speak the truth enough here. And honestly, people who use religion to justify their own bigotry and often hate, mm -hmm. yes, it is hate, are wearing a little thin on me. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and they base it all on the idea that the Bible condemns homosexuality. And I know, I mean, you've heard that. I mean, the Bible's clear. The, right. I know you've heard that kind of stuff. And there's this general feeling belief that, well, the Bible's clear. It condemns homosexuality when it doesn't. Right. The and, Bible's clear. 20,000 denominations can't be wrong. Yeah, actually 40. 40,000. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's great. Hey, I'm the jokes guy, remember? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, um, but this, this, this one word in particular, this one thing that happened that we're going to talk about today really changed things. So if you want to go back and hear details of, of the other passages, go back to that, that previous episode, number 72, where we talked about it, um, or look at the website under the resources tab. There are lots of information there on what the Bible does and does not say. So today, again, we're going to talk about one word, homosexual, yeah, and how it was never in the Bible. 
yeah. ever. And as you know, it's just a handful of verses in the Bible that have been instrumental in propagating modern homophobia and transphobia. And we addressed those in the previous episode, but the word gay or homosexual or lesbian or bisexual or transgender were never actually in the Bible. Yeah. What? Exactly. <laughs> well, this all changed in 1946 when an American Bible company mistranslated two ancient Greek words, primarily due to cultural understanding and current, uh, or at the time, bigotry and church pressure. And well, this mistake, this mistake became foundational for this anti-LGBTQ culture that still exists and thrives out there, so common and so hurtful and so damaging today. Yeah. And in the Bible's original text, the ancient Greek words were arsenikoitai and malakoi. Those are the words used. Can you say those again? Arsenikoitai and malakoi are the two ancient Greek words that were in the original text. Mm. And today, scholars and researchers agree that these words were loosely translated to mean sexual pervert. That was and is the understanding in the agreement. But in 1946, the Revised Standard Version, the RSV, Bible Committee, voted to translate the words to homosexual, not sexual pervert, but to homosexual. Okay, stop for a second. (laughs) Okay. Because you have the, quote, inerrant word of God, never changing. That's That's the claim. That's the claim. But here you have a situation where the Holy Scripture said one thing, and a committee of men at the time... Straight men. ...took a vote, well, we assume... Presumably. (laughs) ...took a vote to change Scripture... And to change what was before sexual pervert, which has a lot of meanings, folks, to homosexual. Right. And this reminds me of the verse in Jeremiah, which talks about how the scribes are not trustworthy. They have gone back and changed Scripture, so we can't trust them. Yeah. In Scripture, it tells us we can't trust Scripture. Yeah. So here's an example. Again, this, this group of men voted to change God's word. Yeah. Quote. We're using air quotes quote, on that. Right. 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 And what was that based on? Anything scholarly? No. Not based on anything scholarly, but based on cultural prejudice, pressure, and and this ignited the anti-LGBTQ movement, American conservative Christians, that we still are suffering through today. Mm. And we'll talk later about what led to that, but in a bit, Uh, or in a bit, but let's talk right now about something that happened 13 years later. Yeah. So we had this vote in 1946 and the the word sexual or the phrase sexual pervert was changed to homosexual. A little bit of a slight, huge difference. Huge difference. So in 1959, a young gay theology student named David noticed that word homosexual in the RSVP Bible and he was convinced that it was an error. And he wrote a letter to the RSV translation team, pointing out the catastrophic implications that mistranslating pervert to homosexual 
could have. I mean, oh my gosh, we've we've talked about the implications a lot in terms of self-loathing and self-hatred and substance abuse and depression and suicide. And that's just stuff going on with you in your heart because you now somehow believe the false teaching that you're an abomination, that God doesn't approve of who you are. And then the implications of, of others who are trying to change you or attacking you because they somehow feel justified. So just yeah. huge implications. So he was so convinced that he wrote a letter. Well, you know what? Here's the letter. I want to read this letter to you. David writes, I write this letter after many months of serious thought and hard work, partly to point out that which to me is a serious weakness in translation, but more because of my deep concern for those who are wrongly slandered by the incorrect usage of this word. Since this is a holy book of scripture, sacred to the Christian, I am more deeply concerned because well-meaning and sincere but misinformed and misguided a people, those among the clergy not excluded, may use this revised standard version translation of 1 Corinthians 6, 9 to 10 as a secret weapon, not in fact for the purification of the church, but in fact for injustice against a defenseless minority group, which includes the most sincerely convicted, spiritually reborn Christian who has discovered himself to be of homosexual inclination from the time of his memory. Hmm. I write this letter with certain homosexual individuals in mind, Christians who would die for their faith, their church, and their Lord, but who cannot alter their biological state of being. I hope that the committee responsible for considering any possible corrections or revisions of the RSVP text may take my case here and present it into consideration. Hmm. That was the actual letter. Wow, that's that's astounding. mm -hmm. And Dr. Luther Weigel, the dean of the the Yale Divinity School and the head of the RSV Translation Committee, wrote back to David. He admitted their mistake, and he committed to fixing it. The revised version of that Bible, which corrected it and changed homosexual back to sexual pervert, was published in 1971. Right. So, great. That's awesome. All fixed, right? Fixed. But the damage had been done. Yep. And the implications that David was worried about, he was right about. At that point, they'd become very a very effective tool, a weapon in building the moral majority, mm-hmm. the religious right. It was very so the religious right was built on a lie. Right. Mistranslation. Well, if you go back, there's a great scene in the eyes of Tammy Faye, which is the story of Tammy Faye Baker about yeah. when that that when Jerry Falwell was starting that movement, the moral majority movement, about how they needed an enemy. Yeah. And the homosexual was the enemy. So yeah, they to raise used, money and keep power. Yeah, so they used this, that's exactly right, to to vilify falsely. And again, they knew that at that point. Yeah. But it was too effective. It was very effective to vilify those people to build a whole empire. Yeah. If you haven't seen the eyes of Tammy Faye, I highly recommend it. It it's really effective to see all that has happened. Um, and not only did it vilify a group of people, but it encouraged and empowered and justified rejection yeah. and hate, which just... It cemented yeah. the us versus them narrative yeah. is what it did. And we know the impact on those in the LGBTQ plus community. 
the self-hatred, the subject to the deadly conversion therapy movement, which continues today. Let me back that. Let me just stop right there for a moment and just amplify that statement. <laughs> okay. Conversion therapy mm. continues in every state, every day, even those with legal bans. Yes. Because the bans, every single ban has a religious exemption. So programs like troubled teen camps and youth programs and all these kind of things are not subject to that ban. So it yeah. continues every day. Yes. Sorry, I had to say yes. that. No, it's great. It's great. Um, depression, suicide, yeah. all of these things continue. All of these raised with the core belief, the lie, the false teaching that they're an abomination toward God. Yeah. Yeah. So why, why, did, this, why did this correction... <laughs> Again, shouldn't it be like, oh my gosh, we got the word of God, again, in quotes, wrong. We made a mistake. We've got to get it right, right? Why, why did this correction not take? Well, the answer, as we've alluded to here, the answer to that reveals the heart and soul of the modern, non-affirming, behavior-focused, rules-based, unchristlike part of the Christian church. This movement and teaching against LGBTQ provided the perfect enemy to obtain power, amplify us versus them. It raised ungodly amounts of money and built ungodly empires. Ungodly. Disgusting. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, did I say godly? I'm just making oh, sure yeah, that it yeah. was clear. And built ungodly empires, disgusting, self-serving empires that honestly have zero, nothing to do with God or Jesus anymore. Like we've said, Jesus is a, a mascot to that whole part of the Christian church. We talked about that and how they turned against us and you, beloved, for doing exactly what they told us Jesus said to do. We talked about that a couple episodes ago. Yeah. That we, you know, they, they turned against us for that. Yeah. And I know they've turned against you. So in the 25 years between the first publication and the revision, many other translators had applied the RSV's use of homosexuality to their interpretations. Because they were basically the standard bearer. Oh, yeah. if RSV says it, that must be right. So today, what's the implication? <laughs> so today, more than 45,000 churches preach that homosexuality is a sin. Yeah. That just... It didn't have to be that way, and it still doesn't. Those words, homosexual, gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, drag queen, and we'll talk to an amazing, or talk about an amazing drag queen preacher next week. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Those words are nowhere to be found in the Bible. Yeah, and, and they knew it. This is where we talked about this line. The line has been drawn here sometimes. They, they knew it. Jerry Falwell and others, they knew it. and. The leaders do know it, and they have the power to make a change, but, but the implications on their empires and ministry would be too much for them to accept. So yeah. they don't, and yeah. they turn a blind eye to what's going on. So for anyone, any teaching using this, using religion as a crutch to uphold hate and uphold bigotry, we want to continue to speak the truth and set the record straight that neither God nor Jesus wants anything to do with this. Yeah. And this, you may recognize 
this whole idea because there's a movie out there, a documentary called 1946. And the website, and we know the creator, Rocky, love you, Rocky. Great work. Uh, and it's, I think it's 1946themovie.com or 1946movie.com. And it's a documentary that is out, has, has been out, it's going through the, the film festival circuit now. But when you get a chance to see that, please do, because it goes into all the specific detail about they talked with David, they met David, they have the original letter, they do an amazing job at going through this in detail. But beloved, we want you to know, we sometimes do this, again, we talk about, we want to deconstruct false beliefs. And this is one of the major false beliefs that we want to deconstruct is that being LGBTQ is sinful. Same-sex relationships are sinful. That is a lie. It's a lie about you. It's a lie about your child. It's a lie about those, someone you love. And beloved, you are on the right side of this. You're on the right side of God's heart. You are living in the truth. And you are beloved. Don't ever forget that. Don't ever forget that. Do you have something else you wanted to add or talk or? No, I just, I want, I want you to stop being subject to what other people say about you that's negative. Stop. I'm not saying you are, but many people still are trying to prove themselves to people who will never approve of them. Yeah. You don't have to do that. You really don't. And let's go back to that part for a minute. Okay. So. The Bible said one thing. A small group of men voted mm -hmm. to change it to say something different. Without accountability, right. And that, and just think, that shifted everything. It changed everything on this. Yeah. And think of the impact of that that still continues today. Yeah. Now, let me ask you a question. What else has been changed over time? <laughs> you know, yeah. a lot. And that's yeah. what, then we're going to talk about some of these things that were, oh, it's a given. Well, the Bible says this, or, or there's this and this, and, and these are foundational truths. Well, those, there are a lot of things that were changed as well. And that's part of deconstruction. That's part of setting your heart free to just live who you are and know that you are full and forgiven and loved and complete and not broken and worthy and... And amazing and badass and awesome. Hell yes. And deserving of every good thing life has to offer you. That's right. Again, any teaching that doesn't say that is false. Yeah. Don't believe it. Don't ever forget that. We love you. You are beloved. We'll talk to you next we time. Love you. Oh, and next week... This is going to be so much fun. We're going to talk about Miss Pentecost, <laughs> a drag queen preacher. You're going to fall in love with her. Yes. Bye. Bye. Would it be okay if I were to tell you that I am afraid someday? So I call you up and you call me down. Would it be okay? You've been listening to the Freed Hearts Podcast. We have extensive resources and vibrant community for you at www freedhearts.org just come say hello and if you have questions or issues or comments about the podcast things you'd like us to talk about reach out to us at podcast at freedhearts.org the music is provided by Hannah Cottrell our daughter the Grammy nominated Saint Sinner and you can find out more about her at heysaintsinner.com please share this subscribe and follow on your favorite platform and thanks for listening